Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast presented by Zwift. Here with Benji for the Tour de Romandie Stage 5, final stage, perhaps the only World Tour Mountain TT this year. 5Ks are flat, then 10Ks at 8% to finish. I wondered before the stage, why would any domestique do this? Like, it's not before the Queen stage where you might need to help. If you don't think you can win the stage or go for GC, I would not complete this stage maybe a pride thing but 117 <laughs> riders did, did complete it uh going into the stage rowan dennis was looking to defend his gc lead he lost a couple of seconds yesterday um but there was alexander vlasov ayuso o'connor caruso lost time but we thought he'd be strong on this tt etc nipping at his heels but you know how we do the tts alexander vlasov Won the TT for Bora Hansgrohe, 33.40, 28k an hour average, about 31 seconds ahead of Simon Geschke, second with Gino Maida, third on 36 seconds. So should we be surprised, Benji? I'm surprised by Geschke. That's an unbelievable performance. Yes, certainly. Uh, We know that Geschke can climb and has certain days where he's really good compared to other days where he's not that great and this is certainly one of his better days on the bike in recent years I dare to say and uh it's lovely to see that he's always been the kind of rider that has the mental capabilities of like pushing through and other people are struggling hard to mentally stay on the same level and I think that's what Gashka's strength is in a time trial like this but in all honesty my biggest surprise is even though we should see that coming on a regular basis. Every time we get a mountain time trial, it's so easy to underrate how large the gaps will be because we don't get that many mountain time trials. And I'm actually enjoying these mountain time trials a lot. And I think we need to get a team time trial on a mountain at some point because that would be fire. Nonetheless, when it comes to Vlazov and uh, Gashka, I agree that Gashka is the one that I'm like, okay, that's a wonderful, wonderful performance. But I also want to rate Vlazov here. Yes, uh, this is not the top competition of a Pogac or a Roglic that would likely beat him on a parkour like this. But I still think that this is a very solid time trial and a very solid performance overall because he does put serious time in a lot of decent people in this race. Like who? For example, uh, Seb Kuss, Yuzo. Seb Kuss. <laughs> Come on. What do I what do I gotta say here? Okay, you know, Mater saying. was great at the Swiss time trial last year. That's Caruso's true. Caruso's a good true. mountain time trialist. Yep, but he signed on big, big money to podium Tour de France, or according to Bernie Eisel, challenge Pog and Rog. Thirty-one seconds into Geshka, it's good. He did the business. That's fine. Does this change what I think of him? No, I'm. A bit down on Vlasov. I even thought he was slipping yesterday on the second staircase and would have been dropped if it was longer. Um, yeah, like 31 seconds into Geshka. It's not, I don't think that proves anything versus like, can this guy drop Danny Martinez on a long climb? Don't know. You know, when you look at who his GC competition here was, Rowan Dennis checks notes, the sixth in Yumbo Visma's mountain train at the tour, the sixth yep. guy. Well, Kuss is second last, but GC Kuss no good, no good here. So that's not his fault. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit. Benji's, I think, has the rational view of Lasov. Top five. Am I not? I'm not misrepresenting what you think. Top five at tour sort of candidate. 
Yeah, top five candidate. He's going to be fighting for the top five, in my opinion. I find a podium, he will need to have a lot of luck and consistency that he currently doesn't show on longer climbs. But a top five candidate should do because, like, he's going to drop in certain climbs in the tour, destined to do so. But that's from the best riders. And I don't expect him to be the Pogacar of the big climbs and so forth, but I do expect him to be the riders that we can sometimes see in sixth or seventh. I rate his climbing similarly to. Gelderman, who was able to top five the Tour de France. True, he did last year. A um, bit of a backdoor T5, but as you said, Kelderman very consistent. I think he's podiumed. Has Kelderman been top five all three Grand Tours? Yes, he podiumed Giro, yes. top five World Tour, I think. Uh, I just, I'm a bit more negative about Vlasov on sort of the Alps stages. I think there could be a big, big crack and he could lose five to six minutes. Anyway, that's enough on him. He does the business, as I said, wins his second general classification this year after winning his first of uh, Valenciana, which actually had a much stronger field. So that was very impressive at the start of this year. Uh, so he's been going great for Bora. They won two stages here, one with Agita and the TT today with Vlasov. And yeah, it's all going very well. They won Catalonia with Igita. So they're kind of doing to me, Benji, what Ineos did a bit last year when Ineos sent their guys to some of the other stage races, avoiding Pog and Rog, um, but still still got the job done. Yep, certainly. Now, uh, uh, I don't know. I've got a feeling that you're right about that aspect, is that sending their riders to the right races to avoid those Slovenians, but I also disagree that they've been avoiding a Roglic and Pogacar necessarily the entire way because they had Roglic in Basque Country. He just was not in great form, for example. So that's one of those aspects. I think Flazov was against Roglic as well at Paris-Nice. So that aspect's there as well. But I want to bring it to a, a different team now when it comes to Ineos. I, we see that Thomas is in this time trial on a 13th spot. Lap a bit disappointing, in my opinion, on 18th spot. We expected more based on a Catalonia performance, for example. And I just expected a bit more when it comes to his climbing performance today but i think i kind of expect too much from youngsters like an user and a plap like in some races because i'm always hyped when i see them progress so much in a a small amount of time and then you tend to like want that every single time is that too early in their career to get that consistently exactly like they're 20 i don't know how old are you so is plaps 21 I think I'm very guilty of underestimating how hard this climb was and how low the average speed would be. I did say I'd be a bit more bullish on Denison Plapp if it was 5 to 6%. This was 8.5% average, I think, or 8% average for 10K. So that's steep. Uh, and so they averaged 28 with the flat beforehand. Um, so, yeah, I just think... With a bit of a, a heart pick, I went with the Australian TT guys, and I think it was just a bit too steep for them today. You can see that in the time splits. Dennis was third to the intermediate. Benji mentioned this on Twitter, and I wholeheartedly agree that I wish the intermediate was at the base of the climb because it was about, like, I don't know, five, six minutes into the climb, but Dennis was still third to that point, and he was 61st from the intermediate to the finish. So he. If I'm guessing, they've chosen a target power to go for the win and he couldn't do it and so he blew up. So it is what it is. Uh, anyone else that picked out uh, impressed you, Benji? Rain Tarame, another one for me. What about Thibaut Pino? 
certainly a great performance. And I think it's kind of the situation where he got that win in uh in Tour of the Alps after losing the stage before to uh Lopez. And it feels like that has kind of freedom. And I like seeing him perform better and better. And I hope that he can keep this up so that they can get something out of him for the Tour de France. I'd love for him to win a stage at the Tour de France, for example. I do remember that at the press conference at the start of the year, they were aiming for a podium with both Godu and Pinot. I never really uh, saw the uh, options of that remotely happening. But I do see this Pinot being able to compete for a stage win at the Tour de France, and I, I'd love to see that. Definitely, if you put this Pinot in the first week of the Giro, he wins a stage. Like It's it's pretty simple, I'd argue. He's definitely a competitor for a stage at the Giro. So. In the tour, it won't be as easy, but I do expect this form Pino that we've seen the last two weeks to be able to do something at the Tour de France, which is fun to see, I'd argue. And it's a, it's a rider that you kind of want to root for. I remember the days when when he crashed in the 2020 Tour de France when you were like very, very sad. You were so sad about him <laughs> crashing in that Tour de France. I wanted Pino to win 2019 Tour. That's uh, a bit of me died since then. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, him and Dumoulin coming back. I'm, I think he's going to go for top ten GC of the Tour, Benji. I don't think he's going to go for stages. I, they, you know, it's going to happen. I, I just don't think anything different. Uh, I should have been remiss. I've not actually done the top ten on the TT. Vlasov, thirty-one seconds ahead of Geshka, thirty-six ahead of Mader. Big gap. One minute and four ahead of Caruso and Kroosvike. Pino, who we just mentioned on 107. Taramai and Ayuso, 125. Koos, 126. O'Connor, 140. I think O'Connor's the one I really, I would have expected more of, actually, Benji. Like in a, yep. in a La Molina, in a 10K, mm-hmm. 8% finish in these sort of conditions, in a road race, I wouldn't expect Vlasov to put over 90 seconds into uh, O'Connor. You know who was first at T1? Vlasov, I think his flat TT is absolutely dialed, and that's what's yep. really underrated about him. Thanks, as always, to Zwift for supporting the Lantern Recycling Podcast. As I've said, they make your online cycling training fun. They have for Benji and myself. If you want to check out Zwift, you can go to Zwift.com for a free seven-day trial through the link down below, and maybe follow them on Instagram as well to be kept abreast of the news happening with Swift, which there's some pretty big news coming this year with Swift. Before we get to Israel, who I honestly don't have too much to say about here, I want to mention the youngsters that I feel like have gone under the radar a bit. Tiberi is one of those riders that is a decent climber, and in these time trials is also pretty damn good. But he wasn't there in GC necessarily this time around, but he did do a proper 17th spot at the time trial. So this man is someone you can work with at the age of 20 for Trexigafredo, and I hope we can see him improve and improve in the coming years as well. But I want to shine a light on a guy that has been very consistent in the races he's ridden so far this year, especially in the latter few. For example, he came 15th Winter of the Alps, got two top 10s there, and he started this to the Roman with 15 in the prologue and got a fifth place, and then also a top 20 on the mountain stage. That is uh, Sean Quinn from EF. 21 years old, and I feel like he's the one rider that has gone completely under my radar for the entire year. And I kind of started noticing him during Romandy. Did you have like a feeling about him before Romandy started, or is it also one of the first times you uh, you see him? Oh, I, I didn't think he'd do this well, but I thought it was a good pickup by EF because eighth in Wallonie last year, I think, mm-hmm. whilst on Steel Hagen's. 
And this guy was on Hagen's very young, I think, my math's correctly, 19, 18 years old. It's uh, when it was pro Conti originally. Went Did a stagiaire with Quick Step in 2020, didn't work out. Went back to Hagen's and you, he's already had a shot in the door with a European team. Now going back to an American team, you know, and then luckily for him, EF picked him up. He got good results last year. He won a Portuguese uh, one-day race against some pro Conti guys as well at about, He's about to turn 22, so he was 21, 20, and yeah, doing really, really well. He was, um, I think, Benji in the UA tour. He was also pacing on her, her feet or Jace. He was, I think, he he's the guy you messaged me on Instagram who was in the thumbnail of the uh, Pagacha when Pagacha sent Mikkel Berg for to wind it up. He was trying to slow pace or tempo for Bissiger. Um, but yeah, he's doing really, oh, really yeah. well. Jonathan Vort has shared his deadlift uh, PB on Twitter. Um, announced today um so that's probably going to get all the headlines over there but yeah gc at romandy vlasov takes it by 50 ahead of Maida. Maida inconspicuous in this race uh didn't actually see that much of him yeah. geshka third on 55 seconds ayuso fourth o'connor fifth caruso sixth crossfike actually goes ahead of dennis Denison Plapp, 8th and 9th. Ina Rubio, 10th. Steph Crash, 11th. Geshka, 325 UCI points for Kofidis, who are above Israel. I don't know what Simon Geshka's earning. I'm telling you it's not that much. The guy's 35, 36. He hasn't won a race since 2017. Still a good rider, but he's won three races in his career. It was a tour stage. Froome, Fulsang, Woods. I shudder to think what they're earning, but they, the best Israel rider was 17th Woods on a soft, a soft GC field for a world tour race. And they've even had Steph Kras for Lotto Benji beating all three of those. It's just, it's not good. And that's a huge 325 points, Benji. That's like another 30% of the margin. Maybe I'm too obsessed with it, but yeah. I think Lotto are going to overtake Israel, Benji. I think it's possible. Uh, I think uh, I also think it's possible, especially knowing how far Israel has fallen in that point system recently. If that continues, it's definitely going to keep up the same way. And I've got a feeling that the youngsters at Lotto, like Steph Kras and so forth, he's actually doing quite well throughout the season, like top 20s in uh, Paris, in Andalusia. Those are UCI points, but not necessarily the top points. So... If he can dial that up a bit, get into a top 10 somewhere, like a Twitter Polonia and so forth, that's the points they can use there. But to be honest, like, you're right. This is a, a low GC field. And to see that Israel is so bad at scoring points here and their riders that should be scoring points in their World Tour races, like a Woods and a Fulsang, are doing so badly at the moment, then it's so hard to guess where they can score points in the coming week. So let's see how much they evolve before they get to their season goals. I think Fulsang, you said that the Vuelta fit him, but are they even going to send him to the Vuelta? It looks like he said for the Tour de France, just like Woods. So uh, yeah, what can we say about that? Not much, really. I think they need Hermans back. Hermans and Berwick, they're a good pairing in Arctic race. Hermans, Berwick, target two dot pros. Uh, 2.1 shorter GC races and try and get both those lads in the top five of those. Hermans has got a good track record in those races. But 
Wrapping up Romandy Benji, we won't have time for Eshbourne Frankfurt uh, because it finishes in about an hour. And as we've said ad nauseum, we are going to Budapest. I'm driving to Barcelona very shortly afterwards. Um, but yeah, any last thoughts on Tour de Romandy? Honestly, not that much. It's one of those races that I'm not going to lie. This is one of the two World Tour races, stage races that I probably care the least about when it comes to what comes out of it because I see this as an opportunity for youngsters to show themselves and teams and so forth and I don't hold much thought to what this could mean for our race in the future and so forth because these are not those races like I'm more looking forward to the likes of a Dauphiné and a Swiss to show me what the Tour de France has in store for example and even with the Tour of the Alps we're like well is this really a lead-up race for the Giro or Asturias because last year Simon Yates won Tour of the Alps and then in the Giro he was he was third eventually, but he was heavy favorite going into it, for example. So it's really intriguing to see which races can really uh, prove who are the favorites for the Giro and for the Tour de France. And um, I'd argue that Romandie is not really uh, moving a needle for me in that aspect. I am slightly disappointed in Uso, though, which is perhaps just me being harshly uh, expecting too much of a 19-year-old at this point in his career. <laughs> I mean, where's this? Oh, here she gave him good support. I think, yeah. I mean, that high expectations. I think he went well, Benji. Perhaps he needs an Almeida on the team to have that extra motivation. <laughs> exactly, yeah. He would have gone faster in the TT. Other news is that Simon Yates is doing Simon Yates things before the Giro's even started. He's transferred Grand Tour Simon Yates to 2.1 three-day Simon Yates races at Asturias. He won the first stage road away from everybody. Yesterday, he got dropped he said it was 30 degrees. It wasn't. I think it was like mid-20s. According to the average, was, the day was like 24. Maybe it was hotter on the climb. Lost loads of time. GC done. And then he won the stage today. So he's done kind of the opposite of what bike exchange needed points-wise, picking up um, two stages for 28 points. But it's even Sosa that takes out GC for 125. Now, if he does well this year, Simon Yates, the points are academic. Uh, I think Bex is safe anyway, but just funny to see Simon Yates doing Simon Yates things at a three-day stage race. But that's all from us. I've got to head out now. Get ready. I'm woefully underprepared. Looking forward to seeing Benji tomorrow. Thanks to Zwift who have made it happen. If you want to support Zwift who have made it possible for us and they've supported LRCP and they will do so all year, you can go to Zwift.com down below for a free seven-day trial how prepared are you benji i'm very prepared like my my baggage is sitting there like you. completely empty at the moment <laughs> and uh i need to wake up at 4 a.m tomorrow morning to uh catch a flight in time so that's gonna Jesus. be fun i'm doing the hotel the night before at the airport i i don't do early oh. wake ups. <laughs> yeah extra strats um that you'll learn one day all right that's all from us. We'll see you maybe tomorrow with an Eshborn recap. Maybe not. No promises. Until then, ciao.